This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. It's what we do, baby! This is Race Wars. Race Wars. I have the power! With Kurt Metzger. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. And Sherrod Small. Saddle down, bitch. Race Wars. Oh, Race Wars, we back. Race, Race Wars, we back. It's good to be back in the building. Um, I'm here holding it down. Kurt, missing in action. I mean, dancing for Jews in L.A., it takes a lot of time. (laughs) It takes a lot of concentration. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's still out in L.A. Hopefully we'll have some pop-up shows for him soon. Karen, say hi to the people. Hello, Z. Yeah, Karen, how was your L.A.? Didn't you, weren't you in L.A.? I about? was in L.A. And what were you doing out there? Did you see Kurt? I did see Curdy. And what did he say? Did he say something? He said, Sharati. Great job. <laughs> good. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I saw... That was it, really. I was just kicking it in L.A. for a sec. And then me and Abby Rosenquist, my Yeah, that's right. Partner, I saw Abby, yeah. And she got a good to, booty on her. Always say that about her. She does. She got so a solid tush. I'm right here. Um, <laughs> thank you. And then we went to Omaha, Nebraska. And she... From L.A.? Yeah. Would you lose a bet? <laughs> Who makes she that transition? She was spots up there. And okay. then we just like did some shows together. It was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. The shows were great in Omaha? They were great. Oh, my yeah, God. Omaha Omaha's a good a time. Cool scene. Oh, it's a good scene. Yeah, good I didn't scene. know. Yeah. You know who has family and grew up in a, a, a short time in Omaha? You I might not know, know this. Uh-uh. Godfrey. I did not know. I know you don't know stuff. Y'all don't know anything about anything. I don't. I you don't. never thought I was going to say Godfrey, did you? No. Nope. Yes. Parents went out there from Nigeria, went to college out there, then they moved to Illinois or whatever. Sure. That's going to be one of the yeah, That's crazy. It's something like that. I mean, I just know my history of stuff. I know my friends. I thought it was going to be one of the Pete's. Pete? Like, like it's gonna the, be one of it's gonna whitest, be yeah. one of the white Pete's. Yes, one, and it was. <laughs> one of the, I was betting on a white Pete. I definitely thought it was gonna be a white dude. Yeah, uh, we need yeah. T-shirts that says "betting on a white Pete." <laughs> she introduced herself to the people. Come on. Oh, this is uh, stand-up comedian Gina Brione here with uh, some of my favorite people. Now, Gina, this is your first time here, though. This is. This yes. can't be right. This is the first time. You always out somewhere doing comedy. I am. I'm always, you know, always working. Got a wedding payoff, and uh, that's right. You do. You were <laughs> married. Girl. You're getting married or you weren't got married? Got married already. Yes, that's right. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Yes. So, got to pay them bills. So, I'm usually out and uh, spend a lot of time in L.A. actually, too. Now, you didn't marry a comic, though, right? No, a musician. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh you, What's that? Oh, like? that bad choice. <laughs> oh. oh, the only worst choice. <laughs> you so found you're, it. You're both financially screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, what day jobs are you guys going to get? <laughs> oh, you married uh, for love. Oh, my day. Married for yes. love like a fool. Karen, you're my white daughter. I say never, (laughs) never marry for love. I I tell her all the time. You go for the loot. God damn it. Yes, the loot. I don't care if y'all smooch. Smalls, give me the loot. (laughs) You make sure that I got a summer house. That's what everyone said to me. Can we pay these bills? I don't love you then. I don't love you then. (laughs) James is here too. James, say hi to the people. What up, what up, what up? Your boy's here um, for the hundredth time. I don't know if it's the hundredth, but I'm happy to be here. I think it's your third. I think it's like fourth. <laughs> it's close. Fourth. Four. Yeah, yeah, I made the yeah, four. I was great. When I make five, it's a, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I'm changing the game with five. <laughs> but I'm here, baby. Let's get it popping. Yes. Now, gee, where you yeah. grew? You grew up where? I grew up in the South Bronx. My apologies, first off. <laughs> hey, 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 that's how good. Joe tried to stab you, and how? The- <laughs> <laughs> He's my Joe. cousin. Uh, so yeah. he definitely tried to stab. Oh, you. absolutely. <laughs> Were so, you neighbors with Cardi B, or yes? No, no, no she um, lived. 
lives uh, I actually don't know where she lives in the Bronx or lived in the you Bronx. You were Castle Hill, right? But I was closer to Castle Hill. Yeah. I was all the way by Hunts Point. Not no, Hunts Point. I'm sorry. Oh, point. over there tricking in the point? <laughs> yeah, over there tricking in the point. I saw it on HBO, goddammit. I know what You remember my face from that? Uh, from HBO? Uh, I remember when I, I was all the way kid, on the south. As a young kid, I used to drive my Toyota Torcel up there just to look. <laughs> <laughs> all the way from Brooklyn now. That's what you was doing. Just to look? <laughs> just to look around like this. She butt naked. <laughs> Right yeah, me and my boy Greg. She, she naked her titties. Ah, <laughs> uh, the circle the block broke. <laughs> Something for the spank break, the spank bank later. And you went, what high school did you go to in the Bronx? I went to Lehman High School. Lehman, I know yes. some people who went to Lehman. In Thug's Neck. Yeah. <laughs> so like they call it Thug's Neck. It's all, it's all an Italian neighborhood. It's like the most residential, suburban looking part of the Bronx. And every Thug's time Neck. you meet somebody from there, they're like Thug's Neck. I'm like yeah. no, which is. Trying to make it a thing. (laughs) Now, what kind of Spanish are you? Puerto Rican? Puerto Rican, yeah. Now, who you had beef with? You had beef with the Dominicans up there? (laughs) I never personally had beef with nobody. That's the thing. I don't buy it. I don't sound like the Bronx I know. (laughs) You had to almost stab or almost fight. How many times you got jumped? I never got jumped. I did get into a fist fight. uh, Here we go. Here we go. Okay, slow down. (laughs) When I was in... uh, Somebody fuck with your man? With my twin sister. (laughs) You got a twin sister? Uh, I have an identical twin sister. You burying the lead. <laughs> How do I even know I'm talking to you right now? <laughs> you have an identical twin sister? I do, yeah. What? Yeah. Do you ever got to like, do two shows? You're like this, look, bitch. Just do that show Take for these me. Jokes. <laughs> do these jokes. Get that me. money. I'm going to be over here again. deviate. <laughs> oh, I would send them out on so many shows that I, every time I double book, I'm like, you're working tonight. <laughs> but you got to give them the ba- the worst gig. You got to be like, no, Oh, yeah, they you, take oh, the yeah. hell. Yeah. They take no, the you hell go gig. to the little yeah. bar I'm doing in Harlem. I'll be in the garden. That's, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be in the Madison Square yeah. Garden. That's all you. <laughs> identical twin sister. Yeah, I have an identical twin sister. So who's sister. hotter? I think she is, honestly, because she actually like plays it. Like, she strains her hair all the time. She, she don't have the bitterness of comedy. She Hold it now. She hasn't been beaten down by this <laughs> Yeah. Woman. I would like to disagree, soul. Bestie. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't had her soul sucked out of her from comedy. Yeah, that comedy so had knocked that identical right like, out of it. Life in her eyes. <laughs> yeah. What does she do? She's a personal trainer. Okay, oh, yeah. nice. And she's amazing at her job. She is probably when I've trained with her, she's just incredible. She's a beast, huh? Yeah, she's a really great trainer. Now, what happened? Somebody tried to jump your twin sister. Somebody, I, I had heard that she was getting into an argument with a guy. I was in junior a guy? high school. Yeah, and I was like, you know, what the hell do you mean? So I walked over to her classroom and I see this guy in my sister's face and he shoved her. No. So what? I jumped on his back and start punching him like on his like back and in the back of the like a mad Puerto Rican <laughs> <laughs> and then he like whips me around and he punches me in the face and, what and I grab I did the girl thing grabbed him took a chunk of skin out of his face like <gasps> literally just scratched him while my sister was my sister pushed him so now it's two on one right Roger. this guy's getting the crap kicked out of him and uh, we were all brought to the principal's office my parents weren't even mad my dad was like you defended your sister Facts. you did you did the right thing and he he was like whatever he went in there and was mad and yelling at the principal and was right. like why was this kid starting with my daughter in the yeah. first, first place, place. Like, yeah why? like why i don't know why my daughters are in here they were just defending themselves where's yep. an adult that jump in there and say yeah. what the fuck you jumping in a little girl's face they're yeah. ethnics well, fighting we don't jump into those <laughs> and how old were you how old were you in this um i was probably i want to say about like 14, 15, maybe. Yeah, that's a good fight. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's fight. A good fight. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> scratch. Like, no. Yeah, I was like, nah, you're not going to push my sister. And who was the boy? 
Uh, I don't remember. I don't did even remember. Did y'all see his him name. later on? Or? We did. He was very apologetic. Like I don't. I don't even know. He had what a bad happened. day. It happens. Yeah. Everybody have a bad day. You punch a Puerto Rican girl in the face. We've all been through it. Okay, we all have those kind of sour days. Now and then, you just gotta punch a Puerto Rican in the face. That's just. I wake up with that philosophy every single day. <laughs> a bunch of Puerto Rican in the face if you have to. And how many siblings do you have other than your there's, twin? Uh, there's five of us all together. That's the Puerto Rico I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> six. Race horse. Six if we count James as our adopted no, brother. dad counts me. So it's six <laughs> children. Six. And they all live where now? In the Bronx? No. Um, my twin sister lives in Jersey. My okay. eldest sister, she lives Cali. in Cali. My eldest brother lives in Maryland, and my uh, other brother lives in Queens. Okay. They are all spread out. Uh, huh? And I also live in Queens. Spreading those genes out. <laughs> you keep forgetting me, Dusty. <laughs> and my final brother lives in Far Rock. So Thank y'all you. adopted James. Is that the, yes. That's what's going on? Yes. He met my parents once, and they've taken to him. He was on, like, the family text message the next day. And I was like, what? <laughs> he has that kind of personality. Yeah. I'm like, can you stop infiltrating that's how, that's my family? That's how I got too. He's kind of... He'll beat you to your parents' house for Thanksgiving? He's already there. <laughs> Carving shit. I was there this weekend. Yeah, he was at my parents' house this weekend taking pictures in uh, the bedroom that is reserved for me going, oh, you lost your bedroom. Oh, <laughs> like, just trying to start something. Lord have his mercy. And how did your family feel about when you uh, first said you are going to be a comedian? They kind of knew it was inevitable. It was my mom who entered me in my first stand-up comedy competition. Oh, a momager. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. She was very much like... Chris Kardashian is goddamn (laughs) true. You know, but with a soul. Facts. (laughs) Let me imagine that for a minute. (laughs) She actually cares about her children. (laughs) We're not just floating dollar signs to her. Uh, She did. She was like, she knew I wanted to be a performer. And it was like a competition or an open mic that she... It was the funniest person from the Bronx. <laughs> and me and my twin sister were both entered into it. She oh. entered us both. So we were competing against each other. We both won third place. I'm pretty sure because they couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> and so and then we went we went back for the callbacks and I don't even I don't remember my sister's set, like honestly. I, I don't even think she remembers. Do you remember it. who who came in first place? I do. I don't remember his Somebody name. Somebody who's not in the business no more. Yeah. He, he's not. not even close. He's did not. You, did you add him on Facebook? Or no. Or MySpace or something like that? Because I was like, oh, I thought, like, at that time, I was like, oh, he must be a legit comic because right. he's funnier than all of us, so he yeah. must be, like, known. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to add him. I'm going to look like a lame if I'm just trying to follow some dude I met at a show. But I was I was kind of like, oh, it's, I guess he deserves it. Like, And he could have been the wackest comic yeah. ever at that yeah. point. I didn't right. know anything better. Right. But I was like, oh, he deserves it. You know, he was the funniest out of all of us. He was like a Puerto Rican dude. Real funny guy. Real funny guy, yeah. yeah. But I don't remember his name. <laughs> I just yeah. remember that he killed that He's night. He's a real funny he janitor it. now. He killed it and then I've never <laughs> seen him since. Never seen him since performing. Nope, never That's seen him. That's how the business is. He's just a super now. Right? <laughs> it's like the dude in a fucking in a ballpark or a fucking basketball yard who can yep. play better than Jordan. Yep. Yeah. He but he ain't going nowhere. He put the work in. Uh. Lordy. Mm. He had all the yeah, it was, it was something else. It was definitely my first, because it was the first thing I did uh, when I did the first show and made it to the second round of the show. I had a great set. Right. When I made it to the callbacks, I bombed so bad. Really? Oh, that bomb still sticks with me. Oh, like? they always do, man. A good bomb sticks with you. Uh, you can't get away from it. What was your jokes like? It haunts you. I don't e- I don't remember. Wait, I why think, did you uh, bomb though? Why do you think that time you bombed? Because uh, I didn't the... know. I th- first of all, I was nervous. Okay, more the nervous. The second than time. Okay, yeah. Then I was a first. The first time was all excitement. The first right. time was all, oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is gonna be so much fun. Right. And then the second, I think because it was like, oh now this isn't 
just my friends. This, these are strangers I'm trying to make laugh. Right. Because the first one you also had to bring people to. So it was a bringer. So I was like, right. oh my God, I don't have any of my friends here. Like, am I going to be funny to anybody except my friends? And all of that anxiety got to me. Oh, I did yeah. a prop mm. joke. I don't remember what it was. You brought a prop one It was a there? prop joke. If it was a piece of fruit, I swear to God, <laughs> I'm going to be so angry at everything <laughs> Spanish inside of you. <laughs> I peel it the mango. I peel it the orange. Oh, no, she did not say that. <laughs> you don't remember what your prop was? I think it was, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was a water gun, but I don't remember what oh, remember God, I was bestie. doing with it. I, don't know what was it. I bombed so bad. And was it a packed room? Like, what was the room it like? Was it was packed. It was packed. Wall to wall people. I was like, I never want to show my face oh. again. I was off. I was so sensitive That's when crazy. I started. They didn't boo, though. They just didn't laugh. They just didn't laugh. Yeah. It wasn't like I got booed. It's even worse. Yeah. But like yeah. the silence is like. They don't care. That deafening, you should have chosen a different career yeah. path silence. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Oh, that's not good. No, it's the worst. That hurts. Wait, where was this? This was at Stand Up New York for the callbacks oh, okay. <laughs> when they called me back a few weeks later. And I was like, no, not the stage I started on will simultaneously be the stage I end on because uh-huh. I don't want to do this. What? Full the? circle. Okay. I circle ate it the life. worst I ever ate it here, too. I stand oh, really? up. Man. Yeah, it really hurt my feelings. What happened? I was fighting. I just, it was so brutally bad. And, and it were, was packed? No, it wasn't packed. Okay. It was really, really empty. And there were these kids, like teenage girls. <laughs> and not oh, only word. did they, they hated you. not like they me, they hated you. They hated me. Oh my God. And yeah. they did the worst thing teenagers can do, which was laugh Exist? at me. <laughs> not my jokes. Me, just me flailing up there. They were like, ha. And I was like, oh. No, you're like my I childhood. I had flashbacks to every back brace trauma PTSD <laughs> oh, I ever crazy. had. It was so I was fighting. Me and Kurt were living together and fighting <laughs> at the time, and like a fight where like I'd stormed out. We're still fighting, and I was like, I'm doing the spot, and I came back, and I was so upset. The fight was just over. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Life beat because you because we had to pick one, and I was too upset to keep fighting. I was like, it's okay. I'm too sad. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> my whole it hurt for months. Oh my I god! Every now and then, months. you still think about that bomb too. I and think like, about ah. it well, my worst <laughs> bomb wasn't here. My worst bomb was at a gig in Connecticut. Uh-huh. I was. I had about five minutes. It was one of those all Latino shows, and it was a right. club that they had, dance club they converted to a comedy club for the night. Yeah. Always a great like, idea. Yeah. Those are the classics. Oh, it was, and the patrons <laughs> had no idea. They walked in expecting to dance. Oh, oh. Night. oh. so this See, is a, a wonderful scenario. There's cruel. a DJ booth on the stage with a Puerto Rican flag draped over it. I'm right. like, this is going to be a mess. It was your Apollo moment. Oh my God. Who else? Well, who else was on the show? Like it was. It was me, like- Mugga. Okay. Sarah Contreras. It okay. was all the all the people that did either the black or the Latin rooms. Right. It was a very. It was obviously a hood room, like right. this this place. This and they spot. came, and the audience came in here expecting to dance. Yes. And it's a comedy show. <laughs> yes. That's a. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> I was supposed to open up. up and comedy can never like, take the place of music. No. It's just, or it is disappointing. Or literally anything yeah. else. People walked in just disappointed it's already. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you're going to see Led Zeppelin and be like, "But well, first we got a comic." It's yeah. like uh, this is gonna be a hell gig. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, they told me I'm opening the show oh. and I'm supposed to do 10 minutes. I have all of like five minutes. Mm-hmm. This is my job. I have five minutes of material. So for five minutes, it's going 
okay. Right. I'm already opening for a bunch of people that are angry that they're there in the first place. Right. And you and, went on okay, so you went on, on first. first. Who was hosting? Did they do enough time? I think it was Arnold Acevedo. And then he do good time. Did he get the audience I'm at least? Pretty focused? sure he he did enough. He did what he could do, but it was definitely one of those gigs where I don't even think he wanted to stay on stage. Right. Because he was just like I remember him getting off stage and I got on stage five minutes into my set. I'm doing good. The min minute six hits, I got nothing. Right. <laughs> I have nothing. There's nothing in the chamber. Right. I got nothing off the top of my head. <laughs> right. I am just um uh oh, oh no. And so oh. that goes on. They're like Mira, she got nothing. <laughs> and Mira, she got nothing. Yeah, and she ain't I singing neither. I would have preferred that to what did happen. What uh -oh. they do. By minute seven, because they can tell I have nothing left. Right. They started yelling out other job options I should have <laughs> oh. chosen. They started yelling out stuff like she'd make a good cop, like to each other. <laughs> Not even to me, just to each other. Like oh, I no longer, it's like oh. I'm on a television. They cut you oh. off. Completely. And the host comes running up to the stage. I am just mortified. Yeah. I want to die. Because <laughs> 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 it's being broadcast live on Connecticut radio. No. Oh, so it's not bad enough. God. Did you tell all oh your people to listen? Was your family listening? <laughs> I called my sister, right, my twin sister right away and I was like, I don't want to do comedy anymore. What did your sister say? She was like, shut up. <laughs> she already knew. She was like, you're not going to stop. Because she would get it from me every time I would have a bad set. I uh -huh. mean, I started at 17, so I was right. this emotional teenager in this yeah. world of grown-ups right. that was 90% male, so it was like yeah. me and a bunch of dudes that I had to gauge their level of creepiness. Yeah, you're a little <laughs> Puerto Rican, a little 17-year-old sweet Puerto Rican girl. Yeah, what, you want to tell jokes, Mom? One. Was the level yeah, ever jokes. not high? <laughs> that, that. The levels do not drop. There were That's a few a that were that had no creepiness factor real, really with me, so right. I was like, okay, you're safe to be around, and then there were people like I was immediately like danger no <laughs> never we will never be in a room alone together oh, and did no. your mother like accompany you or did you just do it by yourself on your seventh when i would do when i was doing stand-up i had like this crazy schedule because i had started it, I, the year i graduated i started right. so i started at 17 on the cusp of turning like 18 right and okay. so when i got to college i had a full-time college schedule two waitressing jobs and i did comedy every night so i did 14 shows a week. Wow. Yeah. Like I was doing Captain, any little yeah. bar room, anything I could do. And That's my the way parents, you do it. their only stipulation was go to college, get a degree. Other than that, we know that you want to do stand up. Right. We know this is what you want to do. If you're going to be, and all I had to do was be honest with them. And I was. And they would come to some of the clubs and they would just so they could see. See it. what the, yeah. Like the one I was. There's a nightclub yeah. after all. And exactly. You're a little girl, yeah. And I would get a little bit nervous the mm. sketchier the clubs would get. I'd be like, no, I'm really safe here. I know it looks like a crack den. But <laughs> Tonight I'm, really I'm performing at a place called Knife Fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a midnight show. Uh, it should be cool. It's going to be great. They it's going to be a whole night. <laughs> yeah, you got a BYO knife, though. You can't. Yeah. They don't pass out knives for you. I get my own armed guard, though, so I think I'll be okay. Oh, that's funny. They would come and they would check out some of the shows. My parents would just sit through one of the shows. My dad almost fought a comic once. Why? Because he sang a perverted song about me like I was on before oh, he told him me that story. and the comic uh, went up with a guitar and it was like that oh is that your daughter and just started singing this super dirty and my dad's like old school gangster like my dad is like uh, he will fight you for no reason just because <laughs> yeah. it's Tuesday he won't care <laughs> 
And so, like, for he just sat there seething, and the whole time I was like, oh, he's going to kill this man. And then I think it was Gene Pompa that went up after this guy right. and diffused the whole situation, like, made my dad laugh. Okay. And my dad went up to the guy after, the one that calmly sang the dirty, yeah. and calmly talked to him and was like, that guy just saved your life. Yeah. Because he was like, I was, I was going to beat the shit out of you because that's my daughter. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Daddy almost killed somebody at the comedy show. At the comedy show, that would have been show. your hour special, though, right? Right there. Right there. My dad killed somebody at a comedy show. Ah, there'd be some good jokes in there. As long as I do it in a dimly lit theater, everyone will buy it. You yelling, "Poppy no!" Yeah. <laughs> Poppy no! Poppy no! You beat this dude to death. A little animated clips of me crying over the body. What kind of jokes were you telling <gasps> that your parents would see? Like, was it anything dirty? I never. I never was a real, like, dirty comic. I used to curse a little bit on stage. Oh, really no, you didn't. Yeah, you did not. <laughs> Mira, come yes, on. I you. Say a little bit. And then I But guess now you don't curse at all on stage? Not really, no. Okay. Yeah. I just don't do it. It, it wasn't a conscious I just choice. Think it's just right. what happened. Yeah. It's just it. kind of what fell into place and yeah. worked out for me because when I would curse on stage, it was like I could see the audience go like, oh, Gina, no. Yeah. Like you could see it in their face. They were like, that's not you. Yeah. And so I was like, mm, let me try it without the curse words. And so it, it just worked out and it became a way for me to just um, learn how to self edit too. Mm -hmm. Like, even yeah. when I'm on stage and learning yeah. how to, like, kind of do stuff like that. And also made it easier when people were like, we need a TV clean set. I'm like, great. Here you go. Now, how your parents feel about all this Trump stuff now? You know what? It's hard to talk to them about it because they've I had so many. I mean, my parents, my I mom. I think your father loves, would be pro Trump. No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Somebody in that family pro Trump. Um, I don't know. Not in my immediately. Not in my immediate. Like uncle, family. Or uncle, your grandfather, who? Maybe one of my older relatives that like lives in Florida is that like. You don't talk that guy's to no not more? so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like maybe. Yeah, Floridians maybe one of them. on it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Floridians or like, um, I was on a cruise ship once. Cruise ship people are very like, uh, usually are very Pro. Trump supporters. Yeah, like, that's yeah. Trump supporters. Yeah, that's middle America out there because they can afford to be on a cruise. Like, yeah. they, of course, I'm working, <laughs> so we have a totally different dynamic. Yeah. But whenever you tell like political jokes, it's always so funny to see like anybody I know that's made a Trump joke on a, a ship. Right, it's just like ain't it. Yeah. Really? That joke just bombs. Oh. Or you'll have just half you of the mention room. it, they just assume what you're going to say. Even yes. if the, before the joke, before even the joke to be comes a joke. Out. They just heard Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I did one once on a, on a ship and it was a small, it was a small ship and it completely divided the crowd. Yeah. And it was just like, you could For the tell. rest of the cruise, there's like this. Mm. <laughs> she thinks she know better than the president. She <laughs> <laughs> thinks she know better than the president. <laughs> That's why they should send y'all all home. <laughs> That's yeah. I yeah. There was a lot of there's the there's just a, the thing that blew my mind more so than dealing with like Trump supporters and a crowd on a ship because that doesn't surprise me was uh, the dude the Darren Knight, the yeah. guy that oh. that made it into the uh, Variety's ten comics to watch. Right. Is that his name? I oh, think that's the Darren dude. Who's the the alt right dude? Is that? Yeah, that yeah. went to Montreal and had it out with Dulce and them. Like I was like, yeah. how did this guy's stuff get past you guys? Like, how? How is that possible? How did his material, you mean? Yeah. I'm like, how did you guys not know that this was going to happen? What he was about. Yeah. yeah. And that's the guy who ate it, right? Did he? He ate it really bad and, and got booed off stage. What, is he like a Facebook dude or something? Or? He's like, I think, internet famous for a right. character that he does called Southern Mama or something like that. It's a very just... And, then they and what's the character about? Like, what's the, what's the material? I didn't get to see any of his material. I'm sure you Googled it and laughed. I Googled it. <laughs> 
And I don't remember I mean, what I watched. Him. I watched like three seconds of, of a video. The boo- oh, no. I'm like, there's other video. Oh, the other video, the booing thing was only a few minutes of it. Like a few seconds of it on like, I think I saw it on Dulce's page or somebody else's page when they posted it. But I heard about it when I was in Montreal. Oh, so tell like, me what you heard or what you heard about it. So what I heard. And this dude's name again is David. I think it's Darren Knight. Darren Knight. Darren Knight. that's oh, the no, correct It almost also sounds like uh, one of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> 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 Ain't that one of the boys named Darren, Darren Knight? Knight. <laughs> right. I know one of them niggas is Darren Knight. He's a 98 degree. Greaser, so <laughs> get it right. Ninety-eight degreaser. Fuckers, a degreaser. It's a member of ninety-eight degrees. I totally understood oh, what the degreaser was. Sense. I'll teach you white references, and you can oh, yeah. teach me every. He was. He rattled off like twelve movies, a black movie. Black movies. That I she had no idea. I thought he was Not another language. One. And then he got up here. I'm talking about this lip balm or whatever, and he's yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. I, was, I did not know what you were saying to me. Oh, I, big lips. Ah. I need help understanding more black. That's yeah. what I'm we're saying. Start off with John. And I'm saying I need help, so I'm coming to you. you I just try to keep it away from you. I just try to say, no, she ain't ready for it. No, I'm she ready. Ain't ready for keep it away from black I'm stuff. Mo- I, uh, Tabasco I, I, sauce. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, she can't handle uh, <laughs> black stuff. <laughs> dances with any complicated footwork. <laughs> what are you trying to she say just likes about to my retarded free? feet, <laughs> Dad? <laughs> you got sweet feet. I always you are my dad. Dad who raised me, this is mostly your fault. And now these nice people have to come and fix what you broke. <laughs> right, let's get back to this. So, so what happened? So, so what happened? Yeah, what I heard um, was that they were in the What's green it? room. Okay. and This um, is at one of the theaters in Montreal. Yeah. So it's packed. It's packed. Okay. And um, this uh, apparently this had happened before <laughs> the whole thing being filmed. And Amanda might have the whole thing f- filmed. I don't know. But... Um, they were in the green room and Dulce was having problems with her throat. She wasn't feeling well and okay, she had right. to do like a long show. So who else was on the show? It was Amanda Sillis. Um, Amala- Amanda yeah. Sales. Amanda Sales. A friend. I love Amanda. Sales. Yeah. She's my yeah. She's very, very cool. It was my first yeah, time meeting her in Montreal. Oh, we did best we ever together. Yeah. And um, Dulce and Darren. Dulce, and yeah. I'm great. trying to think of who Darren. Who else. Oh, Darren. Okay. Darren. And so whoever was on the Variety's 10 list was on this show. So this was the Variety's the variety 10 list. show. Okay. And so I heard uh-huh. they were backstage and Dulce wasn't really talking a lot because her throat hurt. Right. And so she was kind of keeping to herself, but he was trying to have a conversation with her. But I guess she wasn't responding enough for him she for his liking right yeah so he <laughs> ends up going off on her in the, in the green, green room. room and saying a bunch of like racist racist stuff and Ooh. like all this all these terrible what? things right Ooh. in the green room in the green room right then he goes out on stage and and his act is just as like laced with racism and just as laced with just stupidity and towards the end of his act which we only clip I saw he like is lecturing the audience about how comedy shouldn't be about race how comedy should be about uh, bringing people together like he did some sort of half-hearted BS but heal he the world all that. this was after stage. the booze or this was after he was getting booed off stage then as he was leaving the theater mm-hmm. he said bye to Dulce and he called her precious Ooh. Wow. wow and I was like when I found that out I was like how did he oh, not get those wars. hands? Yeah, I was like, he would have Because who going to throw hands in Montreal? These niggas are soft as mashed Godfrey. potatoes. <laughs> oh God. Godfrey. Godfrey will throw hands yeah. wherever he's at. Godfrey will throw those hands. Sherrod is a hand thrower. I know hand throwers. <laughs> it ain't nobody. I don't know anybody else in the business who throw hands. Nah, we got to keep that energy. As soon, I don't know as, soon as we get out of here, yeah. we got to keep that energy. Yeah. You was just talking all this hot mess in, in some Artie throw hands. Artie, yeah. Artie Fuqua will. Yeah. 
Yeah, already has. I'm talking about niggas who I've seen. Steve Burns, yes. Really? Yes. Steve Burns I'm talking about niggas who I've, I've got hit. Uh, yes. Wow. Steve don't walk away from a fight. Really? Remember, he's fucking, what, Vietnamese and fucking Irish? Oh, oh true, true, true. That's, <laughs> that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of anger. Oh, that's Korean, anger. Korean and uh, Irish. Oh, man. That's two fights. <laughs> that's two different two fighters fights. in one fight. You don't body. want that energy. <laughs> but I've seen other niggas walk away from fights. I've seen niggas walk away from fights. Yeah, sometimes you do. I mean, sometimes you gotta walk wrong away. with diffusing it. If you're like, you know what, this is not worth it, whatever. But if you see one of your boys about to get into some shit and gotta you walk be there. away, then that's gotta be there. you're supposed to yeah. be there when a nigga's You're a sucker if you leave. Yeah, exactly. But what? But I... I understand why they didn't take it to physical because but who who picked this dude that is Pop, my so question what's, what's going on now with all this so hold up this happened this year it's his this album number one year. I have a, <laughs> it's his new comedy hilarious. album number one in this <laughs> I think but this is the issue with a lot of people that look at like YouTube famous and like uh, I Instagram see some famous people and it's like you put them on stage for comedy yeah and they're not they comics. Can't, they, they can't hold pie. this down. Yeah. They eat humble pie. There's no editing this to make it funnier. No. There's no, this is just your fan base. Yeah. You are now in, in front of an international audience. Yeah. You know, from every different background you one can the, imagine. The, the biggest festival in the country. Yes. Yeah. And or one of them. you thought your stuff was selling like it does to your people online. Mm -hmm. And no. Nope. Online is not. See, live performance. <laughs> We'll clean up a lot of mess. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just get on stage and do that shit and let's see how the audience reacts to yep. it. And because if you can carry that on stage, then more power to you. But Yeah, if you got skills that yes. you learned yep. from doing it. Yeah. But you can't just you you gotta you gotta do it to be able to do it well. Yeah. I did a show in, in Cali. We filmed this thing. I think it was for like Oxygen Network or something like that. Yeah. But it was this weird thing where they were pairing comics with YouTube famous and Vine famous stars at the time Vine was still a thing. Right. And they paired us with them and we had to coach them for their first live stand up comedy performance. Right. When I tell you, the, every one of them walked off stage like, this is really hard. And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, we know. Yes. Yeah. And what yes. made it worse and is we're you, trying to give you a crash course. Yeah. You had to follow the comic that coached you. Oh, why did it make you them follow And them? I'm like, that's so not fair. Oh. I'm like, that's not fair. No, that is exactly fair. <laughs> so you understand what you're getting into. It's fair if you want to teach them how to be better at it. Yeah, yeah. But if that's the end product, exactly. <laughs> that ain't fair. That's not fair to them because them you're, already, you're already instilling fear in them because they're going to see somebody how who knows done. how to but do it. But that's what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, of course. They wanted that kind of drama. It they wouldn't have been the same. Them. Well, I'm like that. I like if they wanted to destroy those fine people. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm with that. They can destroy them all. You're following Chappelle tonight. <laughs> Good luck, Vine asshole. <laughs> Insert Vine star here. <laughs> but in the meanwhile, we all have to follow everybody. Yes. Yep. Everybody yes. in business. Yep. I remember getting phone calls from friends that were like auditioning at the cellar and they'd be like, what if I have to follow a tell? I'm like, You're going to yeah. have to follow a tell at some point Every, yeah. that's how that's yeah. what it's Do about it now. yeah you might as yeah. well accept that you're gonna have to follow Chris Everybody. Rock might walk yes. in Chappelle I followed all of these sons of exactly. bitches exactly so it's gonna happen at some point why live in that fear just be like alright well if, if it if it goes good great if it doesn't you understand what happened you gotta dive in adjust yeah. you gotta dive in cause it is intimidating when you see I was at uh, Gotham one night and uh, Seinfeld showed, showed yeah. up and it was for Comedy Juice, and I had gone on before him. Right. And I felt so bad for the comic that I was going to have to go on after him because the audience just lost their mind. They lost it, They yeah. jumped out of their seats, standing ovation before he even said anything. Yeah. 
And then imagine. I would have loved to follow him. That's what I live for those moments. Yeah. I live for that. Following that energy, you could see the fear in the comic's face. I go up there like this. That's when you know you got it. Thank you to my opening act, Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) I never heard of him, but you guys seem to like him. (laughs) (laughs) And I would have dusted that fucking mic off and took that fucking room. (laughs) Amen. They would have laughed and I would have moved on. (laughs) They would have laughed and I would have moved on. You got to take control of those situations. Huh? But a lot of people will look at that, especially if it's like a newer, a newer comic. Yeah, yeah, I can see how I was watching. Oh, yeah, who's, the, who's the guy that does the um big? It's a big bringer show. He does at Gotham. Andy, is it Andy? Oh, um, he used to do it at Caroline's. Anyway, right? Yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, I I stopped by his show one shit. night. Ingle. Yeah, Andy Ingle. Remember, we were Melvin. at that show. Me and James were his at the show. His mother's a famous photographer, by the way. Oh, is really? he? Yeah, she took that famous picture of American Girl in Italy or whatever in Sicily, but she took the picture of that famous oh, picture. That's, I did not know that. I mean, I know stuff about you people. You know stuff. I mean, you really it matters do. to me. I mean, it's business. It's my people. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a show of his, and Gaffigan stopped by to do a couple minutes, and he goes up on stage, does a great job. I mean, he's obviously a known headliner. Yeah. And the kid that had to follow him. Oh my God. Oh, this was so painful. He first of all, he was so nervous. <laughs> the you could fear see it in, in his, his face. face. Yeah. And he got up there, he did one joke, it didn't go great. He did another joke that went okay and right. then walked off stage. No. Like now, that's literally the worst thing you could do. it was like three seconds of comedy. That's the worst thing you could do. And my heart I went into the kitchen to get uh, a bottle of water, came out, and people are clapping and the kids walking <laughs> off and I'm like well, I was gone for a second. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? And James was like, he just walked off stage. <laughs> James was hosting? No, James no. was oh, James. watching. Okay. I'm James. James. I'm thinking James Mad Dog. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. so caught up in the story. <laughs> then what, my dad but where is. was the host? Who did was the host happen to still be there and yeah. ran back on? Ran back on See, stage. See that the host could have went out for a cigarette. Exactly. That's I was how like, John you one don't time that stage. happened at the cellar a long time ago. I ain't going to say the comic's name because I don't want to embarrass him. Okay, but after. But uh, he got on stage. <laughs> but whisper it to us. And he, uh, and this is what, there's like, there's a whole, yeah. I'm hosting. Mm-hmm. It's like a second show or whatever, like 11 o'clock show. It's packed. He uh, goes on stage. He might have followed somebody big or something. I don't remember. But he got on there. Was, <laughs> wasn't having a great set. But I'm already, I'm outside. I'm just hearing. That yeah. I heard after he wasn't having a great set. And then um, next thing I know, he's walking out. And I'm hosting. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. So I run back inside, <gasps> no jump on stage, stage, and it's like, y'all give it up for blah, blah, blah. And, um, oh, blah. and then I brought, did some jokes and brought the next person on. Then SD watched every show. Wow. She mm-hmm. saw it. He never played there again. I bet. Because he got on stage. And then that's what David Tell came up to him. He was like, oh, Uptown Comics coming downtown and eating humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, I got to find out who that was. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till you tell us who yeah, that was. Yeah, I'll tell y'all off. I don't want to. So I can go, ah, ha, ha. But yeah, you I mean, never, never play it again. You got to stay there and eat it. If you got to take that beat, you got to take it. You got to eat it for every single second you're Yo, on stage. Yeah. I told you about the biker one, right? What I is it? All right, so just so y'all understand this story, my worst, mm-hmm. my worst gig ever. I'm two years into comedy, and I think I'm the shit, because all my peoples are telling me who I did bringer shows for in Boston. You know, all my friends that came out, they telling me, oh, yo, you fucking man, you better than everybody. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm eating it. I'm yeah, eating it up. There's than video everybody. footage I have to this day that is me at the comic <laughs> strip, right? With my boy Kamal, and we like in front of Chappelle's like first headshot or some shit. 
And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm at the comic strip doing the damn thing. <laughs> doing Gladys' show. I'm acting like I'm booked on the lineup. Like, yeah, they got, you know, Chappelle right here. He, he can't see the kid. Right? Yes. I'm, yes. So, fat, so at the time, I'm going by James the Glow Goff. That is very important to understand. Wait a minute. The Glow? The Glow. Yeah. So that was your comedy name. Okay. Yes. yes. James the Glow Goff. Oh. Favorite movie, The Last Dragon. Oh, right. Hence the Glow. You so, got the Glow. Exactly. So... I'm working at a hotel front desk. Lady comes in to get a block of rooms. Right. We talking because <laughs> people like to talk to me. And she says, yeah, I'm doing a fundraiser without even finding out what the fundraiser's for. I go, hey, I'm a comic. I donate my time because I'm that kind of a dude. Oh, right? I know. <laughs> Mistake So it's one. me, my boy. Where was this hotel? This hotel, it was uh, like a comfort inn or something like that in Randolph. And, okay. Um, New um, Jersey? And no, this is in Boston. In Boston. In Weymouth. Boston. Okay, okay. So... My boy's the cameraman. He drives me to the gig, right? Is that a VFW? Outside of the VFW, I it's a patrol. The table. Oh, my bad. There's a patrol, there's a patrol <laughs> car, right? Uh-huh. I look at the cops. I'm young and black. I'm like, the fuck y'all looking at? Eat a dick. Drive into the VFW. I don't, I understand later. Oh, I understand later why they were looking at me like I was stupid because I was performing for the Massachusetts Outlaws, mm-hmm. which is a, apparently the Hell's Angels rival. <laughs> right so as I'm walking in this is gonna go over great <laughs> I know nothing about biker gangs so I'm still doing the show mad hype right I'm so scared for you all right these now. biker dudes is outside white bikers white, white bikers. bikers they see me they go oh you the comic I'm like yeah they, ah we ready for you boy I'm like yeah I'm gonna tear it up I'm oblivious <laughs> as I walk in oh. there's a dude in a wheelchair with a Oxygen mass, right? He's clearly on his last legs. Right. And you ever watch a TV show and in slow mo, you lock eyes with somebody? Yeah. Like that's how it was. So uh-huh. we locked eyes. He's like, oh. <laughs> the whole fundraiser was to raise money to try to save his life. Like he was dying. Right. So the lady comes up to me. He's like, all right, check this out. Um, he's leaving. So we're going to need you to bring the morale back up. Right. And I'm like, how right so as soon as the band's done you're just gonna go up there and tell your jokes so i'm i'm a young comic so Mm -hmm. i don't know how to tell her (laughs) like look i need you to have them just in front of me and not in a circle like a mosh pit (laughs) so wait this is like on the floor on the the floor of the vfw so right in the middle so in the middle yeah and i'm trying to get her to at least standing up Right. No one's sitting. Oh, <laughs> Everyone's standing this with is me. Theater in the round. <laughs> and they all standing around you. You know when you know when um, um Theater in the around. <laughs> oh that's, what, that's what it was. <laughs> you know when Dane Cook did the whole Madison yeah. Square Garden? Yep. So yeah. I did it before. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the so VFW. half the room is civilians. The one half of the circle is civilians. They love me. Okay. Right? The other half is all the bikers and I'm right. in it. Uh-huh. Right. And at this point, Bestie, I go, I've never done crowd work. I'm gonna try it now. Oh, oh no, Lord have mercy. Because I'm the next Chappelle. Right? Oh, Lord so, have mercy. And this is how many years in? This a is year? two years two in. Two years oh, in, clearly. Oh, this was, this was comedy making oh. me its bitch, right? Yeah. So I, I picked the smallest guy in the room, right? And I go, hey, because that was smart too. Of course. I go, hey, what's your name? He goes, Scooter. I go, ha, that's not a biker name. And no one else laughed. Oh. Some big dude named Tank came from behind him oh. and was like, say that again. And then I did the whole gay thing. Like, oh, oh you work out, huh? All right, I'm going to go into my closer. 
So my clothes are, I would fall on the floor. It was a corny, hacky bit, and I would like fall on the floor to like act out the bit. R.I.P. to that closer. As, as soon as I fall on the floor, Scooter comes and starts dragging me on the floor. No! The, the bikers are dying. He goes, look, Tank, mop and glow. They lose. My friend is taping the whole thing like, yo, oh, this is fucked up. Oh, man. no. <laughs> and then I get up, I dust myself off. I go, yo, that's been on my time. They was like, yo, you a liar. Where, where you going to be at next? I was like, I quit comedy. And I just left. <laughs> I apologize to the cops on the way out, too. Oh, <laughs> my. Damn. The glow. But yes, the glow. And the glow was retired after that. <laughs> he had glow. no more glow. <laughs> I know. Wait, the civilians laughed at the glow line, too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was a Group effort on that one. Yeah, he really brought the room together. Scooter's <laughs> touring right now. If anybody's interested, go to scooter.com. He's on the road. <laughs> Let's be yeah, open up for him from time to time. We still do that bit. That's a hell gig. And your friend taped it. My friend taped it. I it's still on have video. it on one Kitty of those um, small shit? ass um, cassette tape joints. That's oh, brutal. No. Yeah. Yes. First of all, just for them to be in a circle around you, yeah. standing around you, is weird. So yeah. weird. And, and I try, but I'm I'm young, so I don't know how to be forceful. Like, nah, this is how I want it, or I'm not performing. Yeah. I'm more like, can we kind of? Yeah. It'd be kind of cool, don't you think? And she's like, nah, let's just do it like this. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, what you get for fucking conversating with yep. people at the fucking front desk. Yeah. Yep. You should be working. You in there fucking trying to book this. <laughs> you walked <laughs> and, into a And me thinking I was setup. funnier than what I was. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. But comedy, that's what it'll spank you. Uh, yeah, but that sounds that's like what a hell gig, you. though. Uh, but I put it, I brought but it on myself. No, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't even blame this on nobody. It was my cockiness that yeah. I was like, yeah, come on. yo, you know what? Fundraiser, I don't even know what it is. I'll donate my time. You're lucky I'm doing it. How long did you stay out? How long did you stay until you got on stage again? No, I went up immediately. Yeah, you have to. You got to go up immediately. Yeah, because if you don't, it's like it's like a fight. If you don't, you, you got to fight again. If you another fight, then yep. you're yeah. going to be scared the rest of your yep. life. Yeah. You actually got to fight that dude again if you lost. That's why it's always an awful thing when you have like four or five shows in a night and then the last one's not your best one. Yeah. Uh, it's like, fuck, now I got to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I got to do comedy yeah. at 9 a.m. tomorrow so that I feel right. <laughs> it don't matter if you kill the first four. It don't matter. No. That what last one's sticking in your that fucking heart. What makes it worse? If you don't even have a gig, the gig next night. So you got to yeah, try to wait it scrounge out something. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I just need two minutes. That's why I hate when a uh, these clubs on a road are trying to stretch out a Sunday show or mm -hmm. Saturday third show. It's mm -hmm. like, nigga, just do two Friday, two Saturday. Mm -hmm. Whenever they just want to get drink money, they don't care if it's a packed room or not. No. It could be 30 people, but that's the show you got to end on in a city. Yep. And I'm like, no. After you've been like, killing oh, all weekend. All weekend. You got to end on a fucking dumb brunch something. <laughs> now I'm looking at you like, yo, I'm looking at the book and like, you're not going to count this one, right? Because right. you saw the other four. <laughs> right. The other four, I was murdering here. You said I was I God. Killed. And that's when they could be like, ah, oh, nah, it's light. Yeah. That's what makes Sunday wasn't looking good. Sunday they was take money really away. light, so... <laughs> yeah. And you can't argue because that's the last thing you remember. It's like, yeah, yeah it was You start making up shit. <laughs> you know, my voice, I couldn't really project the way I want. You know, yeah. from the other four, I was killing. You're like, you know? I tweeted about the show. Remember, I did like an hour. <laughs> They're the worst. They always had that dumb show. And let's talk about Trump going to prison because that seems to be. Ooh. No, he's not going to prison. I don't think he's hot. going either. No, I don't think he's God. going anywhere. But, but Manafort, Manafort, uh, what? He pled guilty to eight or was found guilty? He found guilty of eight. And then homeboy Cohen, he pled guilty. He dropped yeah, he, Cohen, he's he's yeah, he's pleading. He's Cohen. Yeah. Cohen. 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 
racist. We are even. Right, he did kind of make Cohen. it more Jewish. <laughs> Cohen. You did it desert style. I sounded like Bob, <laughs> the Asian dude in the Karate Kid too. Miyagi. <laughs> Cohen. That's extra Jew in there. I, but oh, he's yeah. dropping dime apparently. Of, yeah, you know he is. Because he's got to tell some he's stuff scared. to get this plea. This plea comes, this is a plea. But it's like I'm a glad that plea. everybody's spilling the beans. I'm glad that Yo, shout out to Amarosa, man. I but always t- liked her. Amarosa. <laughs> oh, you know what? Amarosa ain't do shit. I always believed in her. <laughs> Come on now. Amarosa. If it wasn't for her snitching. <laughs> is it Amarosa or is it Omarosa? It's Omarosa. Who gives um. a fuck a Rosa? <laughs> there you go. That's, my That's exactly how you pronounce it. Or Amarosa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna roast that bitch when but I see it. Apparently, <laughs> I think I think Cohen is just a telling because Trump came out today and said that he now that he knew he knew about the payoffs after, after. the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's trying to change it. Before he said he didn't know about them at all. Right. Yeah. Does this smell like something? And then going it came down? out. Yeah. That seemed like lying, guys. I feel. Oh, like, wait a minute. Like that seems like lying. you can lie now, though. You can. Oh, okay. But the seems, truth is not the truth. It's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag fake news. Hashtag fake news. Wait a minute, I gotta find. But do you think? I'm that surprised that that's not all he's tweeting. Hashtag yeah, fake news. Yeah, but you know what? All the lies. It, there's something honest about it because this is the first. There's no president, there's no politician who's a president that has not been full of lies. And uh-huh. now we see it, and it's gross. Yeah. And at least we see. Did you it. peep the memes though? I got, we got no, Jared. Not yet. I got Jared Beck. He's supposed to call in on a show. Oh hell yeah! And he's uh, he wrote the book of uh, what happened to Bernie Sanders. Ooh. Mm. But he was trying to call through. I guess it wasn't working out. No, our number wasn't working. I'm calling him now, but he has a great book that I want to. They got. Bernie, you look like you are a Bernie supporter there, G. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely was. more she was Bernie than the burn. anybody else. You feel like you <laughs> might more be Bernie there. than anybody else. Are you a burner? She yeah. has a tattoo on her lower back. Shh. <laughs> oh, my nobody. bad, bestie. Damn. <laughs> Says Bernie for life. Do we have a call Bernie number here, Matt? We don't have the call number? We don't have a phone anymore. God <laughs> damn it. Wow. Well, there's problem number one. There's no phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here making collect calls. Problem number one: he he was calling to what? a non-existent. He was pressing calls to, uh, again from the women's I penitentiary. I thought everything was straight with this. <laughs> Damn it, Sharad! I was looking at you in the hoodie, uh, and I was like, "Yo, that's a dope hoodie." And then I remember it was mine. It's your hoodie. <laughs> but do y'all see? Do you do you really think that Trump's going to get into any trouble? Because you can't like indict a city, a seated president. So I think what's going on now is you that. No. Well, what's going on now is they're trying to um. He knows that he's doing all these campaign rallies to kind of take their energy off of whatever's happening. You think that's why he's dancing around in Virginia? Yeah, that that's exactly why he's doing that. And and he's going to have more of an, a presence in the um, upcoming elections mm-hmm. for the Senate and the House because he wants to make sure that the seats stay in the Republicans' favor. Because as long as they stay in the Republicans' favor, they're going to keep following whatever he wants to do because yeah. of the base. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they're stuck with him, like it or not. Yep. So. If the Dem- if, if that's why it's important for us to vote because if the Democrats can take up seats in the in the, in the Senate in the House, then now he gonna feel the pressure mm-hmm. because is 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 checks and balances now. Yeah. There's, there's no checks, checks and balances. No yes, there are. There's no people. People. Yes, there are. And the fact that look, the, the country hasn't collapsed, and people go, oh, it's 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 gonna it's this is chaos. And the fact that he's the been elected, dude is no, the secret fact meetings that with the, Putin. But the fact that there is this whole process that you're watching right now that we're all watching means that the system works. I was like, he broke it. No, it's working. Yeah, we're but watching th- it work. You're watching some of it work, but if we don't get control of the House and Senate, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm. If we don't get control of it. But, yeah, but here's the, the election's coming up in November. Yes. he They can lose Congress over this kind of shit. 
and then he's going to have more scrutiny than ever because it's going exactly. to be a that's against the president. You exactly. Think even if the, but even so if the Republicans... So it looks like it, it all smells like it's trouble for the Republicans and Donald Trump. But even if the Republicans retain control of the House, like worse comes to worse, it's the same as it is now, the process will continue the same as it well, is now. Well, it's going to be worse for white people. Black people always been fucked up. You know, blacks and Latinos, we've we'll always been getting the short end of the stick. White people are going to be fine. Not these white people in, um, in, what was it, in West Virginia? That's where he did the... Um, Trump rally. Yeah. Some West first Virginia. of all, there was two black dudes there. I was wondering why the fuck they were there. Guys, I just I mean, watched a YouTube video about a time traveler who said Trump's not going to win again. So everybody, calm oh, down. Okay. Everybody, oh. relax. Because I was getting worked win. up, Bestie. He's not going to yes, win again. But nah, there was a dude holding up as a sign as, saying Trump is for coal. Like, <laughs> as soon as no they, one's doing coal. As soon as they start oh, they the debates, it doesn't matter. As soon as they start the debates and he starts yeah. calling people names again, yeah. it is over. It's over. No, no. Presidential debates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as that starts up and he starts calling people low energy, yeah, whatever, and it's garbage. done. Yeah. How we all Plus remember. He's brilliant yeah, in that. He ended. He didn't you know he was Hillary good. Roaster. He's got some zingers. Oh, Hillary didn't just lose. He <laughs> ended the Clintons himself. Yeah. That is. Yeah. He, that's a skill. He um. Yeah. <laughs> that's a skill. Yeah. Nobody else has done that, and everybody in Washington. I think everybody around him is going to crumble. The, nobody likes the Clinton no, people. No, he's going to be fine. But yeah. he's going to throw every outside of prop. Well, he would probably throw his family. I think he would throw no, he everybody throw under family. the bus except for his daughter. What about Jared Kushner? Yeah, you're right. Everybody except for his daughter. Jared, it, he would throw under the bus. Jared. Kushner and his and Ivanka are a unit, so he's unit. not going to fuck with. Yeah, him but either. I can see him still throwing her under the bus. Yeah, but still throw throw him under the bus if he had to. No, he wouldn't. No, because he wouldn't fuck with Ivanka. He really loves her. No, he would fuck In a her. creepy way. That's Yo, creepy. He would fuck he with Ivanka. Of course, stop. we all know he would. Stop saying he true. Said, he would fuck. He has said that if he, if, if he, Ivanka wasn't his daughter, he no, would date her. Fuck with her. Oh, fuck with her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was just a clumsy ass father way of saying she's. I got a hot daughter. Yeah, he's seventy. Remember when we saw Hulk Hogan rubbing fucking suntan oil on his baby, his little girl's back? Yeah, and was like this. Look at him about the fuck. Nah, he didn't say anything creepy though. No, he didn't say anything creepy though. Over there. That was creepy, dude. You don't make that mistake as a father. No, I, think think I feel awkward when I have contact? to bring my daughter into the, into a public bathroom and yeah. they see me bring her to the men's bathroom. I'm like, yeah. yo, this is my daughter. I just yeah. say it. Say oh, daddy. Yeah, say it. <laughs> don't ever tell her to say daddy, no. too. <laughs> You're not making the situation daddy. better. Oh, oh, that's so awkward. Hey, daddy. And that's how I ended up in lockup. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Immediately, there's a white lady on a phone somewhere like, oh, he said, call me daddy. <laughs> he was very Forceful. <laughs> bathroom Becky, he got a bathroom Becky. A bathroom. Normally we wouldn't have cared, but he made a scene. He was very adamant about it. <laughs> he made a scene. I don't know why he felt the need to let us know that we didn't care. Yeah, I don't think Trump. I think if anything happens with him, it's going to take a mad a long time, mad long time before it happens. He's still going to be in office. He's, you don't think all of this will cause something I, to happen to him in some way? Unless it's legal, I, I think his base won't be affected by it. No, his no. base, I think his not base be won't be affected by much. They, so if he can won't. still get the same votes with all this shit coming at him, yeah. he's going to be fine. He looked like the fucking Teflon Don. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he looked so, like Teflon. So and then the way they oppress voters' rights in, in some of these states, uh, that's yeah. Republican strongholds, you know what I'm saying? Did we find the right Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. okay, we got Jared on the phone. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, perfect. Jared, thank you for calling in, man. Our phone system is busted. We work outside of a crack house. <laughs> now, we got a lot of crack. We got a lot of crack, but we ain't got no incoming phone call. <laughs> it's safer that way. Now, Jared, introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell them who you are. 
well, my name my name's Jared Beck. Uh, I'm an attorney in Miami, Florida. Uh, there we go. That's where the money some, is. Uh, interesting cases of late. And you're also an author. Is that correct? That's correct. Now, That's correct. I oh. just uh, I just wrote my uh, first book, "What Happened to Bernie Sanders," which uh, uh, was uh, published uh, in March of this year. Okay. Now, was the answer he's old and then the end? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. It's not so much about Bernie Sanders, but uh, what happened to him in the 2016 primaries. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, this is a story that. Uh, you don't see uh, told in the mainstream media, but uh, it's something that uh, I've been able to uh, piece together uh, in the context of uh, a case that we filed on behalf of Bernie Sanders supporters against the Democratic National Committee oh. uh, in 2016. Oh, yeah, this is all that infighting. Now, what happened? What the hell did happen to Bernie Sanders? Well, in a nutshell, the DNC rigged the election for Hillary Clinton. Mm. So um, we know this because uh, WikiLeaks produced a whole lot of documents into the public domain, uh, which consists of emails from the top people at the DNC. And they say right out in the open, well, to each other, they they, uh, uh, show that they're working for Hillary Clinton the whole time. Wow. In fact, this is supposed to be uh, the organization that's neutral with respect to all the candidates and conducting the primaries in a, in a fair manner. Right. So, yeah, this is what I expected all oh, the whole time, that they already chose, the Democratic Convention already chose Hillary Clinton as our candidate, and it was nothing we can do about it as voters to change their mind on it. That's right. That's Dirt. right. Um, and uh, not only is that... Uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, can be framed as a matter of suspicion, but there's hard evidence for it. And never before have we seen uh, such hard evidence in the form of internal uh, DNC documents which show exactly how the rigging uh, occurred and how the DNC uh, um, presented Hillary Clinton as the anointed uh, candidate before the election was even held. Yes, and it really sick. That's the one thing that I really sick me about the whole Hillary campaign. How it was like it felt like somebody already made this decision in a closed room that this bitch was going to win, mm-hmm. no matter what we could do. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. Gross. Now, who's responsible for it? Who's the fucking criminals that we can fucking chastise <laughs> on Twitter? <laughs> well, um, you know, you start at the very top. Uh, with the chairwoman of the Democratic Party at the time. Who was that? Uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and she's still a congresswoman down here in South Florida where I live. Oh, that came, uh, that got, that's got to rub you wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if people remember, she actually uh, resigned and stepped down from the DNC um, uh, during the convention after WikiLeaks came out with the emails. Right. But other than that, uh, you know, she hasn't, um, received any consequences for her conduct. Um, you can also talk about uh, Donna Brazil, who took over the DNC right. uh, from uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and of course uh, she was working for CNN right. and also giving the debate questions uh, right. to uh, 
Uh, Hillary Clinton ahead of time. I mean, oh, that's dirty. Uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. The kind of uh, cheating that was happening uh, behind the scenes, and which is revealed to us in these emails, and I, you know, I don't know what else is. Yeah, the, the Brazil thing. Yeah, they always accused her of doing that, and then she kind of ducked down and took her head out of the fucking public eye for a minute. That's right. She's good at that. She's good at that. She's very seasoned at that. Wow. Do we all, all of us owe uh, Julian Assange like a bottle of champagne or something for all this stuff? Because holy shit, this well, motherfucker got more gossip than my little sister. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, he's really a revolutionary character. I mean, I think he's going to go down in history with uh, some of the great revolutionary uh, people that you study in history because he's uh, revealed uh, the truth about our world and specifically our political rule the world in ways that, um, you know, I think up until now, you know, were, were unimaginable to the general public. Right. I think whenever you try to ever bring up any of this kind of shit, people will be like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You think everything's fucking a plan. And, but it's actually, it is actually going down. That's right. Now, how though? So, why didn't like Bernie? Did Bernie try to expose all this? Like, he had to know they, the the card. The it was uh, the the deck was stacked against them. So, did he? Why wasn't people listening to him? Like, did he say anything about it? And did anybody listen? Or did he try to argue with people at the Democratic fucking National Com Committee and try to say what the fuck? Well, it's interesting. There's, Bernie has been on an interesting uh, trajectory. Uh, people may not remember this, but early on in his campaign, uh, he actually sued the DNC because he didn't feel that they were treating him fairly right. uh, with respect to the access of data. And then that lawsuit was quickly dropped. And, you know, at times during the campaign, he would say very forcefully that this is a rigged process. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, you know, a lot of the times he was talking about, you know, how corporations dominate our economy and our politics but you know at, at other times I, I believe he was specifically referring to the process that he was running in you know the problem with Bernie has been after the convention everything since then has been uh, for him to drop the subject when asked about it or not comment at all and in fact push you know the whole Russian narrative Right. Which is, you know, I just think a heaping load of BS and uh, is precisely being propagated in order to cover up the crimes of the DNC. Right. So you think they were doing this whole Russian thing to cover up what the DNC was doing the whole time to have Hillary win the, the, uh, the, the primaries or whatnot? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a complete diversion tactic. Um, they're very experienced at this stuff and they had this you know, planned from a very, very uh, early, um, early stage of their thinking. So who's calling the fucking shots? Who's at the top saying this is what's going to happen and this is how we're going to make it happen? Who's calling the shots uh, in the DNC? Or yes. who's calling the shots more broadly in society? No, or? the DNC. Like who's like who did Hillary or Bill or, the, or all of them sit in a room with and they say, okay, Hillary's our girl and we're going to make it happen. Who's in that room? Oh, um, well, I think, uh, you know, actually it's interesting and, and I go through some of this in my book, but well, Hillary Clinton essentially owned the DNC yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time all this was going on. So it's basically her company. Right. And let's not forget that the DNC is, 
you know, private corporation. And uh, Hillary Clinton um, had pumped a lot of money through her campaign into the DNC specifically, and all of the financial documentation of this is out there in the public domain. So when you say who was, who was calling the shots, it was Hillary's own people. I mean, wow. they were running the DNC and uh, constructing uh, their own path to victory, so to speak. Now, okay, so how... And so how come the same thing didn't happen with when Obama went up to against Hillary? Hmm. Or did some of the same fucking shit go on, but people still just pulled away from her and went Obama? Or how did that work? So that's a, that's a really interesting question. I haven't, you know, studied, uh, you know, the Obama-Hillary primary in nearly the same depth that, depth that, uh, that I've studied uh, the DNC uh, the, or the, the Bernie Sanders primary. Right. Um, and in fact, you know, WikiLeaks didn't release a whole lot of documents about, uh, you know, the Obama-Hillary contest. So, you know, we don't know, um, you know, the same amount of information that we know. So a lot of questions right. may be unanswered about that. But, you know, my sense is that there were two factions uh, within the Democratic right. National Committee representing different you know, corporate corporate tied factions that duped it out uh, between Hillary and Obama, right. and, and the Obama side won. Right, that's um, what I how figured. How they exactly duped that out, and what was involved? You know, whether you know some kind of deal was struck, which was basically, you know, we'll appoint you Secretary of State, right. and then it'll be your turn in 2016. You know, maybe that's what happened. That's maybe what it smells like. A deal out there. Um, that you can see in writing. I don't know. It'd be an interesting question. That's what it smells like, though. It smells like, well, as far as all these tactics that they did against a Bernie, I know they had these tactics before, and they knew this strategies before. So something had right. to stop them from going full, what they did to Bernie, to doing it to, against Obama. So I'm thinking, yeah. it, so these are some powerful fucking people in this circle, but it's a small circle. Oh, yeah. And they've been doing this for a long time. I mean, that's just something people have to realize. They did this in the 60s. Yeah. They did this in the 70s. It's always targeted against the most progressive candidate. Um, and, in fact, the Democratic Party will undermine its own candidate in the uh, presidential election if they believe that candidate is too progressive. And this actually happened to, uh, I believe it was McGovern right. in 1972. Yeah. And actually, Jimmy Carter came out as part of what was called the Stop McGovern, anyone but McGovern. Right. Uh, in which, you know, they essentially threw the election to Nixon. So this is, this is the long-term strategy of the Democratic Party. Um, I think it's, becoming perhaps more apparent to all of us in the public now right. because there's so much more information out there to digest. That's right, because everything's getting more available. So how? So what's the solution to this? Is this always going to be the case in American politics where these parties and committees fucking run everything and we just got an imaginary vote? Yeah, actually, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think things could go in a number of different directions. Um, not none of which are, you know, maybe all that optimistic in the short term. Right. But you know, one thing that could happen is that the Democratic Party, um, you know, or one of the part two parties could cease to exist because people just totally lose confidence in them right. as being, you know, representative of the democratic process. And I'm seeing a lot of this kind of 
discourse, especially online now, um, and that would be kind of interesting. I mean, the Democratic Party has suffered greatly in terms of donations. Um, if you look at, you know, how they're doing against the Republican Party, and, you know, personally, I think they're in a lot of trouble right now because I think they became very, very apparent to uh, the population, even if they weren't paying that much attention to the election, it became very apparent that Bernie Sanders was being treated very unfairly and his supporters were being treated very unfairly. Yeah, yeah. Was, there was so much infighting, they fucking just paved the road for Trump to win. <laughs> it's their fault. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. their fault. It's no secret we, we have Trump and it has nothing to do with Putin. Uh, yeah, it's, it's more to do with the, the dirtiness in American politics. And plus, we we were just tied to that Clinton-Bush shit anyway, and Trump just played off of that as well. Yeah. It was something different. Yeah. What do you yeah. think is going to happen, James? He to us as, as an outsider. Yeah. Um, that was his campaign, was a political outsider. And this country was very, very desperate for having anybody with the same old puppet yep. uh, that's, that we've been having, you know, for for my whole lifetime and well before that um, in yeah. this country, I think people are tired of it. And I think we were close, and I think we were so in the pocket of the Clintons by that time, the Democratic Party, that if even if Bernie was a better option and looked like a better option and felt like a better option, they still wouldn't do it. Right. It didn't matter. It's like they were going to go down with this fucking ship because they already promised this shit he had to the this young woman. Vote. Yeah. He had the young vote, right. man. Well, you know, I remember screaming at people on social media during the election when I didn't realize how pro rigged the process was, um, just, you know, saying again and again that if you want to beat Trump, you cannot run Hillary Clinton against yeah. Trump. It's not going to work. Right. Right. I mean, people who didn't like people who didn't like Hillary hated Hillary and hated everything yeah. about her. And they, I mean, <laughs> even some of the people who liked Hillary hated Hillary. Right. Yeah, even the people who's like, we have no choice, but I can't put my heart into this woman. <laughs> she just came off like a phony baloney She's and an evil. entitled politician. Crooked. Right. Well, it's you know, in, in the you know, definitely, uh, if we have any shred of democracy left in this country, and I really don't think we do, but if assuming we do, it's basically come down to this politics of personality. Yeah. And she couldn't have been worse in the personality department. Couldn't have been worse. Fucking mm -hmm. Frankenstein's widow. Dry wife toast. Got a better. <laughs> <laughs> she was she just. Was dry it, it was toast. Like whether, Eli would have been better. Off, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like they could pull it off. Like, yeah. yeah they, they have to know that they were losing uh, closer to the election day. <laughs> they were losing and losing more and more ground. Yeah. And everybody Stop. felt that coming. They felt that coming. I knew I turned the TV off. Yeah, I knew. I, don't know. I think a lot of these people live in a bubble. I think uh, they, uh, you know, they they uh, get their information from sources that reinforce their point of view. Yeah, so yeah, they, they yeah. They not have actually known yeah. up until the moment it happened. But ain't and it I fun? Think there was probably a genuine shock among those people. Ain't it uh, fun though? I don't care what side you're on. Was that unpopular. It's fun to see somebody's bubble burst, though. Ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 uh, it, 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 it may be at some level, but but the problem is is that um, you know that's only a temporary uh, um, joy and yeah. you know, <laughs> long term well. trajectory of politics <laughs> in this country. I just see things deteriorating so badly. Oh yeah, it's gonna be awful. Uh, 
Yeah, it's, yeah. Getting, it's getting bad. It's getting bad. But maybe on a grassroots level, this will wake people up and say maybe because politics is local and the change you can make is local. So maybe this might wake people up in their own fucking neighborhoods to, to do better and fucking yeah. because the who the president is, it affects you. But who your fucking assemblyman is going to affect mm. you even more. Facts. Listen, as Melania said, hashtag be best. The problem is that at least one thing I'm worried about is, you know, you know, we're having, I think, a serious discussion about, uh, you know, uh, what binds us together as a country right now, no yeah. matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. And uh, we might, we may find that, um, you know, this is, America is in many ways sort of an artificial construct. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. been sold to us by a lot of propaganda over, yeah. over the decades in a certain image and it's actually nothing like that image that we've been sold nothing nothing like that image and here's the thing black people have been knowing this for a long time yep we know that right. image of fucking America the, look we love this country too but we know it ain't perfect motherfucker yep but a lot of people will just grew like thinking it's perfect and everything was in and you, your vote and this fucking and your senate your president's yep. got your back but it's just not Nobody the case cares. always <laughs> So yeah. how do how do we get out? So you think well, it's going to be bad coming up, uh, Jared? When you when, when you think it's going to what's, what's, what's going on? the whole situation is going to get much worse politically before it comes back? Oh yeah, no, I, I mean, well, well, just what you were saying. I mean, um, uh, uh, Malcolm X had a a, a speech that never he heard of him. in Cleveland <laughs> in 1964 where he basically laid out the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party. Right. Um, and it's it's a find the clip on YouTube, but it's, I mean, you know, I mean, I think that goes with what you're saying. This isn't a new uh, uh, um, frame of mind yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. um, I think it's sort of um, part of a larger, maybe moral awakening that's going on. Yeah. Um, and it's not confined to any segment of the population. Um, and I think it's trust, uh, cross-race, cross-cultural, cross-everything, really. Yeah. Um, people realizing, people realizing. When you think about that, that could have some real, uh, you know, I mean, the 60s were a very tumultuous time politically, let's not forget that. Yeah. But um, this could be, you know, internal political tumult on an even larger scale because you've got a lot more people kind of roped in, I think. Yeah. I think the 20s that's coming up, the 20s going to make the 60s look like the 70s. Hmm. Huh? Look at me throwing around decades like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just tossing them around oh, like just juggling. Just tune it out. <laughs> so, too young. Hashtag too young. You know, I mean, um, <laughs> you know, as much as people were sort of getting, you know, into a frame of consciousness that, interestingly, was, was crushed. I mean, the deep state crushed that. I yeah. mean, there was a moment of, you know, revolt, I think, and consciousness building, and then it was just, you know, yeah, it was crushed, and then we had the 70s and 80s. Yeah, because a lot of times, those same young people in the 60s grow up, get families, and turn into their fucking parents, and, you know, it goes from, oh, we all together, to, hey, get off my lawn. <laughs> 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 it's just right, life. Right, um, and, and part of the problem is, is that we have a very dispersed country. There's a lot of people here, um, in a lot of different places. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, political action, I think, takes on a different form here. And, uh, you know, in some ways, I think that 
the, the oligarchs have, have been able to really uh, use this to their own benefit. Yeah, yeah. But some people are waking up, just like you said. To quote Malcolm X, we found out that we was bamboozled. Mm-hmm. We were led astray. Led astray. We were run amok. You better <laughs> preach. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, when white people start feeling like that, that's when this country's going <laughs> to revolt. <laughs> Black people can only do so much. No but denying once, that. Once these poor whites feel like that. Yep. Once those poor whites get on board with We can that. bring you to the well. We can't make you drink it. <laughs> that's why I think that's part of some of the revolution. The people who voted with their revolution, for, as far as white people are concerned, with Trump, they wanted this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people live closer yeah, to the border why, than we do. This is why the government assassinated uh, Luther King. I mean, it was ultimately because um, he was uh, uh, presenting a politically charged vision that was yeah. cross-racial in terms of its. Uh, yeah. Consciousness. Yeah. And that was a very too dangerous of a figure to oh, yeah. uh, allow to get in the public eye. So they basically, you know, did him like they did JFK, and uh, you know that's how they take care of that problem. Now, when you say they, you mean the white man, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, well, I, I'm talking specifically the FBI. They uh, usually the white ones in there. <laughs> white people, although you know, Jay yeah. Hoover has a very interesting history. Um, uh, you know, very, very interesting psychological biography, but, you know, he had a personal vendetta against King. Yeah. Um, really yeah. was working overtime to get rid of him, and yeah. ultimately, uh, you know, you can... There's a, he there's bugged his phones. He bugged his phones and found out about all the affairs. Tell about how the assassination mm-hmm. was carried out. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, that was an FBI job. Yeah, they killed him. They killed him. Mm-hmm. They killed him, everybody knows it. Everybody yeah. knows it. But let's pretend that it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Germs. And, and I remember, do you remember? Actually, on Martin Luther King Day, yeah. um, when nobody acknowledges this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that just that just gets me very upset. His family, by Already, the way, they, know, they, yeah, they, they resolved they they, the lawsuit yeah. to establish that the government was responsible, and they succeeded in that. So they were not yeah. Um, yeah. sort of willing to just sort of let that slide. They didn't let it slide. So I agree. And, but the problem is, is we have these unacknowledged you know, assassinations in this country. Um, and, uh, you know, if we're going to have a political transformation, we need to, like, kind of, like, all come clean about what kind of government we have. You know what I'm saying? We got a dirty government. We got a dirty one. <laughs> they filthy niggas. Uh. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, I remember when Martin Luther King's son went to the jail before James Earl Ray died and said, I believe you that you didn't kill my father. Yeah. That's right. And he went to the That's jail. Right. And everybody was like, what's this? It's like, yeah, because they know the conspiracy. Mm. But still, that story got buried. They buried yep. that story. I think Britney Spears' yeah, first exactly. album came out, and we all forgot. <laughs> Perfect timing. It was the name of the album. <laughs> and the problem is, is we don't, you know, like, you know, in Latin America, you know, people acknowledge that their governments are, you know, banana republics. Right. But in this country, we don't do that. Right. We, we, we tell ourselves we have the best democracy in the world. That's the problem. Yeah, we lie to ourselves, but we like the lies, Jared. We enjoy mm-hmm. the lies. Mm-hmm. We swim in them. Mm-hmm. We go camping in yeah. lies. Mm-hmm. It's just comfortable yeah. for us. But it's Facts. like... But if we really want to deal with the real problems and fucking solve any of this, we're going to have to run toward the truth and the shit that makes us uncomfortable as a society. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's going to be a long haul. But I'm glad that you called in, Jared. I'm glad we got you on. 
I definitely oh, want you to no, come. My in. pleasure. This is a great, great conversation. I really appreciate it. Definitely, we definitely want you on again as soon as we can. And when Cop you're in New book. York, come Absolutely. to the studio. Yeah. Cop that book. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the name of the book again? Can you give it to us? Yeah, it's called "What Happened to Bernie Sanders," um, and uh, you can get it on Amazon or you can get it on Barnes and Noble. Nice. I'm gonna have to check it out. What happened to Bernie Sanders? I mean, this a conspiracy. I mean, this shit is like. Ah, there's so much information came out in these WikiLeaks fucking, these emails. It, it's like, is is everybody crooked? Yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah. Just not us, but yeah. Yeah. That's the consensus, yeah. You know that guy you love? Crooked. Crooked. You know that girl you love? Yeah, crooked. Doorman? Crooked. Jared, thanks again, man. Okay, thank you. It's been my pleasure. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Okay. Take care. Take it. Thank right. you. Look at me making things work, huh? Hey. Look at me making stuff work with the things I got. Yeah. Man with the man with the vision, <laughs> with the equipment that I'm a, I got available. You understand? <laughs> Called yeah. a cell phone. I one time had to do an interview with a, a foreman grill. <laughs> yeah, we have the mics. I had to echo it off a foreman grill. <laughs> You'd be surprised what you can do. It took He's the fat like off the, the conversation. Of it took podcast. the fat off the conversation. <laughs> nice. We did this podcast with only an avocado and some gum. Wow. That's why you're last for a minute. Of, you got to take the fat. That's how you take, drain the fat? Take the fat right off of there with a foreman grill. I give me a foreman grill, man. I'm too wordy. Oh. <laughs> uh. Ah, these I need cons- a tight five. All this fucking government crookedness <laughs> makes me uncomfortable, man. It's- it should. You shouldn't be comfortable it, with it. It makes my Everybody else hurt. is comfortable with it. Don't be comfortable but with it. But it's so old and it's been going on so long. For it's years. like, how the fuck do you stop this shit? And humans. This shit? No, you it's humans don't. The pro- it's just human yeah. beings. But this it ain't the like, animals. This is the second oldest profession, uh-huh. right? Yeah. It's fucking and it's lying in politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're is like, it? they yeah, like boom. the crickets is doing this. It's They're not leaking business. no information. It ain't the squirrels. <laughs> I mean, they have their own breakdown of societies, but can it be this bad? Uh, I, I wonder. Mean, squirrel politics. Politics, squirrel politics is just as bad. Yo, I hear it's it? nuts. It's yeah. got to be a lot of biting. It's, it's I hear it's nuts. The glow. That's the glow. That's the glow, baby. The hacky is back. I'm in my element now. About, uh, I'm fall on the floor. <laughs> That's hilarious. Kyle had the joke about the black squirrel, right? That's <laughs> he, he? I saw a squirrel getting chased by the cops. It was a black squirrel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's joke that? Favorite, Kyle. Uh, Kyle Groom. Oh, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Squirrel. That's funny. Love Kyle. The squirrels got it hard, too, man. Yeah, oh, I guess so. Man, life ain't easy for nobody. <laughs> no black dog. That's for sure. Easy. Am I right, black dog? You're right, for white daughter. Go to your room. Not easy. <laughs> All right, I'll You're grounded. I'll see you in there. I'm right. hating. You're looking at her right in the privilege. Right in the privilege. That's what she named it. Uh, you need to if tell If only people. she treated it like it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a pussy joke. Oh, I didn't get it. Yeah, well, was, you shouldn't. You're my daughter. I was too busy yeah, well, you enjoying You're my, my privileges. Now I wrote a song about you that's filthy. Gina. <laughs> <laughs> Gina Brown on drums. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> I get no respect for my dad. That was a callback to my life. Yeah. <laughs> Call the right back. Tell him this guy's a genius. He's a fucking genius. Years from now, I'd be like this. You know how father must beat somebody up in the show. <laughs> <laughs> what do you notice about people? 
<laughs> they must really matter to you. <laughs> this is how you get the information. Because I get it. Because oh, I collect hilarious. it. I've learned how to, there? You know, I've learned how to get a tight five with a George film. He made a dirty song about us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, we got to wrap it up. Let's yeah. do some pluggy wow, plugs. That's oh, yeah. yeah, plug it up. You got some stuff you want to plug? Instagram, uh, Twitter, yes. whatever. Uh, check me out on Instagram, G Brion. Uh, the website is GinaBrionComedy.com. Uh, Facebook is G Brion, Twitter's G Brion. Uh, I'm sorry, no, Facebook's Gina Brion, <laughs> Twitter's Gina Brion. <laughs> Only Instagram is G Brion. I got that totally confused. Pay <laughs> <laughs> no mind to everything else I said before this moment. <laughs> you can check that out. I have some stuff airing on HBO Latino coming up as nice. well as True TV. So Boom. Uh, please do add me on social media. Mm. Excelente. Excellent. James O. Um, yeah, Thanks already, for coming too, G. Check me out on www.jamesgolf.me because that's the last thing about me. Mm. Instagram is cjamesgolf. Um, check out the hashtag that on ones. Um, if you're in Atlantic City, I'll be at the Borgata, the 14th and the 15th, doing the Lord's work. Nice. White daughter. Well, as you know, I am the white daughter. I have, me and Abby Rosenquist have a new podcast called Book Sluts, which yes. is launching tonight, Wednesday, August 22nd. Yeah, Thank you. It is a such a good name. podcast. Y'all should be on yeah. it. Nah, and you can follow me at Karen Margolis on everything. I'm going to delete Twitter, maybe get back on. I don't know. I'm not about it. But on Instagram, which is always popping, K E R E N Margolis. Well, you're not on uh, Twitter anymore? I'm not, I don't tweet. I don't like it. Oh, uh, it makes you a little uncomfortable. I find it gross. Yeah. Yes, a bunch of filthy people on there. Angry people. Just screaming at filth all day long. I <laughs> would rather do it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's the end of the show. I want to thank everybody who came for the uh, birthday show. Was that last week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was Damn, last week. That seems like. <laughs> thank everybody who came to a comedy cellar for the birthday Once show. Once again, happy birthday, Thank happy you, sir. Birthday, it was a great show. We have so many people in the air performing. It was so <laughs> great. We got our uh, next small world comedy show coming up. Uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, go to smallworldcomedy.com or comedyteller.com for the information. It'll be down there. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. Yes. So, yeah, that's it. Race Wars. Y'all had fun? Very yeah. Much, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All y'all mothers. <laughs> <laughs> we out. <laughs>